0: I don't remember where we left off, do you? Fuck No! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, hey! Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's
1: what I say. You know what? I think I love that comedy bit. Which one? That the thing where it's just like you know where they kind of cut that farewell off with like the credits, mm-hmm. where it's like, "Oh, son of us, yep. produced by these guys."
0: Yeah, I thought they did really well in um, Spider-Man: uh, Homecoming.
1: Oh, Homecoming, she's like, "What the? Heck
0: it? That was so good." <laughs> I thought that was a really appropriate. I like use that. Of
1: that. The other thing I love, my I think my favorite thing is the bit where they're gonna do the thing that's super cliche and then they don't
0: yeah that's that's classic irony I love that stuff yeah
1: because like like there's that the Simpsons tree of to horrors when they live in the Flanders 1984 or whatever and and the dogs are chasing Homer and he's like ah and then Homer pulls out like a whole string of sausages you know like all linked together <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which is funny that he has it in his pocket, but (laughs) it's Homer, so it makes sense. So then you're thinking, oh... If this was, you know, I mean, in a Bugs Bunny cartoon, they pull out whatever sticks of dynamite. It's cool. But in a thing, Simpsons is slightly grounded reality. So if you pulled out sausages, you're kind of like, well, it is Homer. He's going to have it and try to, you know, whatever. In case he had to nosh on something or whatever. So, you know, he's like, these weenies will help me out. And you're like, oh, he's going to throw them with the dogs. And then they'll eat the sausages. And he says, these will give me the energy I need. And he goes, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> And he eats all of them. And then he goes, <laughs> and he runs faster. And you're like, wait, I thought <laughs> he was going to throw him yeah. the dog. <laughs> They're gaining on me. Wait, I have an idea.
0: These wieners will give me the quick energy I need to escape. Exactly. Yeah, that's a great bit,
1: too. I love that. <laughs> and then there was the thing. There was the short-lived clerk's cartoon. Did you ever oh, see Oh, I didn't that? know there was a clerk's cartoon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Only aired two episodes out of six. Wow. I remember it was Super Bowl 34. I was watching it on ABC, and they're like, hey, coming soon, Clerk Cartoon. I'm like, oh, my God, I got to see this show. And then I watched – then what was funny is they show – the very first episode is the pilot episode, right? The second episode is a flashback episode, which is funny because the flashback episodes are usually the – cheap episodes that they film you know a framing device of them going oh hey remember that time we did this and then they just show like
0: when they're when they're 30 episodes in they want to do a lazy recap episode
1: or or three seasons (laughs) in and then they do a recap yeah so what was funny is this is the second episode so all the recaps were the first episode funny or then they became other things. And then there's other things where they're like, and remember that one time I jumped all those trash cans out in front of Arnold's and he's like, That wasn't you, that was the Fawns. <laughs> <laughs> that was on Happy Days. That's a TV show. That was <laughs> Oh yeah. That was cool.
0: Did Kevin Smith write that one too?
1: Yeah, he yeah. was involved in that. It was pretty it was it was a really clever show. Yeah. But they they and so the so the funny thing is. The first episode they aired on TV was like the fourth episode. And then the second episode they aired on TV was the flashback episode. But they didn't show the first episode on TV. So the jokes about, hey, remember when we did this, aren't funny because you never saw them. So you think they're all makeup things. Mm -hmm. And then they never had another episode. I'm like, what the fuck? And then a couple years later, I found that on DVD, so I own them. And then like, when I watched, I probably watched those six episodes like 500 times each. And they're just hilarious. But one of the gags they did is when they were trying to break into a building, they did the thing where you see the manhole cover open up and these little eyeballs there. And it's just the eyeballs Scooby-Doo style. And then you hear them talking. Dante and Randall like going like oh yeah what are we going to do about this and then you know that that's them but it's not because then all of a sudden the manhole cover goes slam and it's Dante and Randall walk over (laughs) the manhole cover so you think it's them but it's not so those are two examples I could think of this and there's probably about 10 or 15 other of these examples I could show but that's my favorite. It's the cliche thing that's still kinda of funny because you know he's gonna do it and then he does it. Yeah. Yes. So okay, so back to the story.
0: <laughs> I don't remember which story was. It was, was a period of civil war. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you wanna talk Kevin Smith stuff? We can do we can talk uh Man. Right,
1: let's talk about Key Man.
0: And the masters of the universe. Did, did you are you gonna watch the series at all? Maybe. All right. So you should watch it because there are some good things. So for those of you guys who don't know, there's a new Masters of the Universe series, on out Netflix. by Kevin Smith on Netflix that's gotten a lot, a lot of hate for good reason. There's some really bad stuff in it, but like I've been reflecting on what I've watched, and I've been like, okay, where's the good? Where's the good in in this? In this? What
1: would Jesus show? say about this? What would show? Jesus
0: say about this? He'd so, say,
1: "Where the f- is he, man?"
0: That's that's exactly
1: <laughs> what Jesus would is like. I didn't wait since. <laughs> Nineteen eighty three for more. He-Man.
0: All right. No, so, so there were some good things. Okay. So first, good thing, I like the fact that Adam was scrawny, right? Because you know the original He Man, he's basically buff with clothes on, and then all of a sudden he's He Man, buff with clothes off. Right? There's no real change there. And so the, the how'd you know it was me? <laughs> exactly. So Tila not getting that that's He Man was kind of a problem for me. But but um, the the scrawny Adam I thought played really really well. And the, the art was fantastic, especially that first episode. You could tell that they really le- leaned into making it beautiful because that's what you'd expect for an updated um, He Man that you want. Like, that's part of what sold the toys, was the beauty of the packaging, right? It oh, was, and
1: that had like that faux Frank Fazetta art.
0: Yes, yeah. That, and it was so cool because Conan was huge
1: at the yeah, time. Yeah, and honestly, if, if, did you ever see the show The Toys That Made Us?
0: I've seen some of them. I haven't seen. Uh, there a He-Man, the He-Man where, Man one. Yeah, that'd be a good. One and to it's
1: watch. a big thing on Mattel was going to make a Conan toy line, till oh, yeah. so they found out that Conan was rated R and chopping off heads and <laughs> boobs and stuff. Right, because they actually bought the rights to them. Didn't they buy the license? I think to they the, did
0: to the toys before they found out it was so. Rated then the R.
1: thing is, so then they kind of adapted it and came up with the He-Man thing. And then the idea was they. Then they came up with the crazy backstory for He-Man or something. That's something that none of us know or whatnot because you had to have to read those little mini comics right, or something that came with, with the toys. toys. So the idea was He-Man was just He-Man. There was no dual identity thing. And he kind of like was like Conan wandering the badlands of Eternia. And he needed the sword of power and the sword of wisdom. I don't
0: yeah, because there were, there were originally yeah, two separate swords. Yes. Which I thought was also cool, the, the throwback in the new, in the new one because the sword splits. Because they
1: didn't split in the old cartoon.
0: No, but the toy did, right? The
1: toy did, because He-Man's sword... Was like in a sense, He Man and Skeletor swords look like they were cut in half, which they were, and they used to have little ridges and slots that can stick together. together. And then the and idea the, was open up
0: Castle Gray
1: with the two swords together, yeah,
0: which I but, thought was cool.
1: But I was trying to think of what was it the what was it the Triforce of Wisdom and the Triforce of Power from Zelda? From Zelda and
0: Plane of Zelda games.
1: No, yeah. it's the first Zelda or yeah. something was, and then there's the what's it called, and then the the Tree of Knowledge and the Tree of uh, No. Um, of life of life yeah. in, in the Garden of Eden yep. so the sword of <laughs>
0: yep yeah it's like it's yeah. basically that it's chaos and order it's chaos and order but which is great because that's that's a fantastic theme because Skeletor is chaos and then He-Man's order He-Man is order and that's, that's
1: the point and that was the whole idea that was kind of the idea of the toy universe is He-Man and Skeletor had these swords you had to put them together they opened up Castle Grayskull and there were all the mysteries of the world or right. whatever and then Filmation got the rights to the, the cartoon, and then they make the cartoon, and then they add all this extra stuff. Right. You know, where it's like, oh, hey, you know, there's Tila and Man of Arms, and they they always all... have the
0: message at the end.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, that's Filmation's thing, because <laughs> they have to have a moral at the end, and they really had to do that stuff, because by the time... Was I it th- an
0: FF, FCC thing? Was that, was that a...
1: I, you know what, though? Because I'm thinking, in the 70s, Filmation did... Uh, uh, what's it called this the um batman cartoon or something like that and i think they still had a little you know little uh, what's it called a uh, little um moral yeah moral things or um what do they call them psas <laughs> and then in the 80s i think they really hit that with especially he-Man, He-Man started man. it. And I think, like, Thundercats and, and G.I. Joe is famous for oh, it. Oh, yeah. They're,
0: they're the big one. This, oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, G.I. Joe. But.
1: Yeah. You know, don't touch those damn power lines, Billy. Roadblock, man. <laughs> you Cover your
0: mouth when you cough.
1: And then, yeah. <laughs> and, and then it's like, and now we know. And no one's half the battle. I don't know how many times I've said always have the battle because of that stuff. But... That was the whole thing. But I think they did that kind of stuff to say, hey, now that we're allowed to have violence and stuff. Because if you watch, like, right. 70s cartoons, like Super Friends and stuff, they never punch the bad guys once. Right. And you even
0: He-Man, like, for. for kind of the,
1: wrestles them.
0: Right. But there's not really, like, major violence, which you'd think there would be. Because you got these buff guys. you got these weapons. you got something called the battle
1: cat. Yeah. And
0: you think there's going to be some major violence in that. But there's not really violence. Oh
1: you want to know how Battle Cat came to?
0: Oh, I I do know the story Because I did watch a
1: documentary on uh, But go ahead Oh, it was the fact that it was a different Mattel toy From before of a tiger Right But it was out of It was out of uh, scale Right So they're like, this tiger's huge Ah, Make him ride it like a horse (laughs) I don't
0: care if you paint it green and put orange stripes on it
1: Yeah, there you go (laughs) Now it looks like a Different different, An Eternia Battle Cat There you go
0: Because that's what they had. Like we around. got molds. We got lots of them.
1: Yeah. Oh, it's so funny on how things yeah. when you find out on how they do things. They're like, put a saddle uh, on it. yeah. Put a saddle <laughs> on that thing. How much does a saddle cost? Throw that in. Package that. Sell that for twelve dollars. Well, that's right. The yeah. twelve dollars used to be eighty dollars though. Exactly. <laughs> or is it? I know. Right. All Ooh. right. So
0: good things in He Man. So the so the the Adam being scrawny. The animation was gorgeous. Um. A couple of other things that I thought were cool—they had—they did a lot of really cool throwbacks, like um, uh, nods to um, what Triclops was was there, and he was kind of worshiping. Um, machines and you like you'd see the machines and you're like oh yeah I remember that I time. had
1: that toy mhm yeah,
0: exactly that, that exactly there was a lot of I had that toy moments or for me it was like I wanted that toy but then, you know
1: yeah but there was those moments in there which, I usually have a lot of I wanted that toy moments but He-Man was a lot of I had that toy because right. <laughs> there were so many there yeah. was there was so much more I had on. a lot of He-Man more like by the time like Transformers and other things came up it's like GI Joe I'm like I had like 4 GI Joes out of like a million <laughs> Yeah. But I had a crap load of He-Man.
0: I had for me it was it was Transformers. I had so many Transformers. I love Transformers. I go. like
1: I had like a handful of Transformers. Yeah. I had a, and I loved those the most. I probably had like five of those. Yeah, I had a handful of GI Joes, but I had a sh- crapload of He-Man, and I had all the superpowers. So all the the Superman Batman set from eighty four. Oh, nice. I had the whole superpower power line, at least like the first the first wave. The last. And oh, firestorm and fire well that makes
0: sense the last thing I think that was that was really good is i I love the fact that it wasn't a reboot like the whole point of it was it's picking up where the old series left off I thought that was really cool um, but what they did with it I thought was really dumb so did you you know like what well, what happens in all pretty much no okay.
1: And so the story is, you know... So like, spoilers
0: everybody who's, 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 who wants to watch the show.
1: And I totally let everything spoil me. Because once I was hearing that, everybody's so mad at it. Yeah. I was like, well, I gotta find out why. Yeah. So
0: the first episode is fantastic. Like, they have this, they have this epic battle scene. Uh, Skeletor finally gets into Grayskull. Which is like... Like that's his whole purpose. It's and the you, whole
1: point. The of
0: whole point of the series is he's trying to get into Grayskull, and then he gets in there, and you find out that there's like this. There's this magical thing under Grayskull. That's that's what he wants to get to, right? He wants to control the magic of Eternia or whatever, right? And so you get down there, and um, and the whole battle ensues or whatever, and then uh, like. The, he he inadvertently or maybe on purpose is not not really sure what he was what he was trying to do. He like stabs the orb, and it's going to explode. And so He Man knows that he's that the uh, the sorceress lets him know that the only way that he can s- save Eternia and the rest of everything is to absorb the power of the explosion into the power sword. Right. So he starts absorbing the power, and he kind of explodes with Skeletor with him. Right. So that's the opening thing. And so I'm like, this episode was fantastic. Like during the battle scene, they have like, "I need a hero." It was so great, right? It was it was so good. If anything, you should watch that first episode because I was sold on the first I got episode. Pretended
1: to movie. I
0: know it was so. And then and then at the end of the first episode, I'm like, okay, okay, so. So this is going to be all about getting He-Man back. So that's why I kind of thought that that's what's going to happen. They're going to go on this quest. He just he It's like uh,
1: Dragon Ball Z where after the first little story arc, like, Goku's dead the whole time. Yes, because he's, he's so freaking overpowered that you can't do anything
0: in the story. And then he's
1: like, oh, well, Goku's dead. And he's like, no, I'm really in heaven. And it takes him, like, yeah. the rest of that 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 for the second story arc to get him back to earth
0: that's exactly what i thought so i thought there was i thought that's what we're gonna we're gonna see we're gonna either we're gonna see he or he-man in uh Preturnia, which is heaven and and uh he's going to try to the the goal is try to to get him back you know like something something's happened or skeletor's in the hell and and subturnia they're trying to get him back or whatever um and so that's that's not the, the case so the next episode, I started watching it. I was like so stoked about it. I even posted on Facebook, and I never post on Facebook. I'm like, this is so great, episode two. And then, so I watched episode two. I'm like, wait, He-Man's not in this because what they do is they set it like years in the future. It's not immediately after the events of that battle. So they're like years in the future, and now all of a sudden Tila's there, and she's super buff, and she's got a new haircut, and she's got a girlfriend. <laughs> And so it becomes awkward automatically, right? And so, and that felt kind of forced because Tila wasn't that character back in the day. Um, and so you have now this new storyline that's really following Tila, who's not the same character as she was before. Uh, and and I see that they're trying to do this whole nuance thing with the characters. Like, even Evil Lynn, she's like, there was a, t- you know, I wasn't given the name at birth Evil Lynn, you know, I added that later, you know, the evil part. And you, what was her name Lynn? Yeah, they didn't say, but they they alluded to like it was maybe Evelyn or, or just Evil. That or was or a, you know,
1: there's an old robot chicken. Is it really? that? When they're when they're showing on how they're like, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna you know reform. I'm not gonna be evil anymore, I'm gonna be good Lynn. And so skeletor's like, What? I always thought your name was Evelyn! <laughs> I'm turning over a new leaf from this point forward. I'm no longer Evelyn. You may call me Goodlin.
0: Huh, you know, I always thought your name was Evelyn. It's weird. All this time it's been Evil-Lyn. Pretty clever, right? No. That was the other thing I did like. I like the idea that, that somehow the good characters and the bad characters were going to have to work together in some kind of way.
1: But only um, the women.
0: But only the women. That was what's weird. It's like uh, the the best analogy that I heard for this is like, let's let's say you picked up on the Sailor Moon series. Like they wanted to pick up where it left off, but then all of a sudden Tuxedo Mask is the main character. That would be weird, right? That's, that's not- kind of what it was. <laughs> that's
1: exactly what it was. And the thing, too, I heard tell me if it's true. Did they make like all the guys like dumb and, and useless. incompetent?
0: Not necessarily incompetent, but they did make them useless for the story. So the only two guys that were useful for the story were Beastman um, and Roboto and Orca, if you want to consider Orca. Uh, Orco. Orco. Orca. Orca. Orca's a whale. Yes, sorry, a and a alcohol.
1: decent mo- and a terrible movie from the '70s trying to capture Jaws. <laughs> well, not you know to ride on Jaws's coattails.
0: I don't know that story, Orca of the '70s.
1: Well, you this know story? how when a movie comes out and then everything wants to be like that, like how in the late yeah. '70s, early '80s, there's a bunch of Star Wars ripoffs. Right, right. So there in the in the off. in the late '70s, there were Jaws ripoffs with like there was the Deep. Or well, piranha
0: was like. Well, the, the piranha was
1: later too. Yeah, and then there was another one called orca with a killer whale that ate up people. It's funny stuff. I didn't know that. Yeah, it bit off Bo Derek's leg, and it's like a Richard Harris, who was a Dumbledore or something maybe. But Richard Harris was like gonna go get, you know, it was like Ahab and stuff, and that whale was gonna eat him. I want to be too loud and I can't listen
0: It's okay, just ignore them, baby.
1: You just gotta go. Tell him to quiet. Him. Tell Robert to shush. Say hey, shush. Joel be quiet So Gemma can listen Robert not so loud Why is he gonna get louder When I yeah. I am the worst parent <laughs> I'm at this point Where I'm just Not gonna give up I guess I'm just gonna focus Everything on Henry <laughs> I love Robert's a lost because I Just like Send him to the fire station <laughs> He wants to be a firefighter He can do it The old fashioned way Like When they send that kid To live with the knights And he grows up To be a squire There you go <laughs> Stable you go. boy That works
0: out <laughs> So, and you find out that Orko, his name was uh, actually Oracle, and so that that he failed in living up to that because he sucks at magic, basically. Um, And so he's like, no, that's not what my name actually is. It was meant to be Oracle, but I can never live up to that, so I let people start calling me Orko. And and so you find, like, the... Which was kind of cool to have some nuance of the characters and, and, you know, something more three-dimensional versus, like, you know, he's the comic relief character, and, and so... I thought that was kind of cool, um, but it was just not smart. <laughs> because, <laughs> because, like, even Kevin Smith when they when they started this project, it was like all hush hush, and then they were like, Kevin Smith was like, "Oh, this is going to be for the fans, right?" Yes,
1: that was the thing. I listened to Fat Man on Batman, and I used to. Li- I've listened to it since the show started. And they changed the format of the show a few times, but mm-hmm. one of the things he was saying is, oh yeah, I'm going to work on a show. And then he's like, oh, we're working on He-Man, and it's so great. and Or he kept calling it Masters, Masters of the Universe, universe. Mm-hmm. but he would call it, um, was it, MoHap or whatever, or Mo, Mo wait, Masters of the Universe, you know, Motu. Motu. Or- Motu It's like yeah Motu And you talk about The other guy Who works at Netflix Or something he's like This guy knows Everything about Motu And blah 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 And they're gonna do this And they're gonna do it The way you wanna do it And they're gonna be right. Real fans are gonna wanna And to me that says
0: He-Man's gonna be in it
1: he, Yeah Well that's <laughs> the one
0: thing But it's like You're not remaking Shira.
1: But the point is, if you remade Shira, I want to watch Shira. But right. the fact is, I didn't sign on to watch Tila. Exactly, and then I didn't sign on to watch Tila being some weird. Right, because she wasn't Tila. That was the other piece. Why but... she got to be buff as He Man and all that stuff? And I'm not. I'm not trying to sound like because I know when anybody who hates this show now is being painted with the broad strokes of like oh you hate women and blah 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 and you can't handle a girl power or maybe
0: no it, but it was forced and we talked about this before I don't know if we ever talked about it on the show on the show but talk about shit like this all the time no right that's true but, but. Um, I probably should <laughs> so I um, but we do talk about this all all the time where there is and you you pointed out really well like in um Avengers Endgame the scene with the chicks that save uh, Spider-Man
1: I literally said this today to my cousin too Did
0: you really It's it's all there but it's forced right It feels like in the battle scene it's really awkward and weird and I they mean, do this freeze it, frame yeah, and I it's mean it was like, beautiful
1: Yeah it's beautiful but the fact is when you see it you're like
0: Right <laughs> it's, you're like it's this kind is of like pandering how- and patronizing and
1: it's like in, in in Avengers, when they do that shot, yes. and it starts with one of them, and it pans around them, and you see every one of the Avengers, and you're like, that was awesome. And they're like, let's do that, but show all the girls, right? and put them all in this one shot. Right. So it's like, oh, that was forced, kind of pushing all the girls there, saying, hey, look how tough the women are and right. stuff. And I was like... I don't like this at all because they weren't even all next to each other. It's not like an infinity war where it's like you had three girl, three women together where it was, you know, Michonne or Okoye and, yeah. and, and Scarlett, Scarlett Johansson. And, and I know that the worst thing too is that you got a girl who's black widow named Scarlett. And then they had the Scarlet, Scarlet witch. witch. I called her the Scarlet witch for about four years. <laughs> and then when they that was had good, the, and that didn't feel forced. No, no, they didn't because they were fighting and they were fighting Proxima Midnight who happened to be another female. Yep. And then they're like trying to do this, and then here comes Wanda comes in and wrecks shop and it's like, if Wanda kicks ass, then it's cool. And even when Wanda kicked ass against Thanos. Yeah, that was cool too. That was cool too. And it it fit. felt right. <laughs> but then that that one that scene one was. one scene feels forced because they weren't even all next to each other. Now they are and it's like, hey, let's do this glory shot kind of thing. That sounds dirty. But Let's do this force picture This shot of for girl, girl power, power. Right, right. And the, what were you we going to say about the other example I used for the that The other
0: example you used for that was was The Mandalorian because I didn't catch it until you said something But that last episode It's basically all the girls And it feels natural and you get to see the the shining power of like they're strong and they're protecting uh, baby Groot and uh, the Mandalorian is is there. You say baby Groot? I did. I did. I, I, don't, I don't call him uh, his his Grogu. Grogu, but uh, I, I still call him. Uh, I meant baby Yoda. Baby because, Yoda. But I've been drinking a lot. But <laughs> so the baby Yoda they they they're they're protecting the baby Yoda and um and the Mandalorian and it fits. You have this this strength of women that doesn't feel like it's pandering yeah, to a particular agenda. Or- they
1: were in there and they were kicking ass because you had Katie Sackhoff and Ming-Na and and uh what's her name? Carla.
0: Whatever her name is. Um I don't know, but I know who you're talking
1: about. Yeah.
0: Because I don't remember. Actors. Cara Cardoone There you go.
1: And you got them and the wrestler girl who's like Katie Sackhoff's <laughs> Mandalorian buddy. Gina. Gina Carano. There's the one. Yeah. I just did I just did a Carla Giano is Gina Carano. Gina Carano. It's just like when the, in the Starcross episode of Justice League when they took Carter Hall and changed his name, or Katar Hall, and flipped his name around to be yeah. whatever. Did you ever see that? No. Oh. You gotta watch Justice League. I do. Do you have HBO Max? I do have HBO Max. Gotta watch Justice League. I know. So good. It's, it's on the list of things to watch. <sighs> okay, so, but back to the thing. So you got Gina Carano, you got Ming-Na, and I can't remember Ming-Na's character's name, but she's Ming-Na, right. who's also, she got the trifecta for Disney, because she's been in a Marvel, she was in the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. She was. She's in Mandalorian. She is. So you got your Star Wars. Uh-huh. And she's Mulan. Is she a Mulan? She is Mulan. She is Mulan? She's, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's funny. And I always remembered her as the 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 girl in the single guy which was a 90s tv show she was the best friend's girlfriend or something and so yeah she's mulan so she's a disney princess even though mulan's not a princess and and you know a star Star wars Wars character and an and a marvel character but it's still tv but i'll give it that i guess but yeah so me now who i love anyway and, yeah, and she's awesome. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. So then, but see, they they even set it up well, because it's like Bubba Fett's like, I'm going to drop you all off, and now you go do your thing, you know, because now Bubba Fett <laughs> talks like that, you yeah. know, opposed to, <laughs> he's no good to me, Ted. Yeah. That was, I don't even remember who did the voice. It was Jeremy Bullock who was the body, but whoever was the voice, he's no good to me, Ted. No, I still even try to do you a still Kiwi. To, yeah. He's... I still did a Kiwi. <laughs> Uh, put Captain Solo in the cargo hold.
0: <laughs> but anyway, the whole point was it felt natural in it Mandalorian did, because
1: even when they picked up the two other Mandalorians, mm-hmm. it was the two chicks, the two
0: chicks, and for it was- some
1: reason the dude who was with them three episodes earlier is like, "Yeah, I'm not there right now." But it
0: didn't matter because it all matched the story well.
1: Yeah, right? but that's the thing, Boba Fett wasn't there, and the other dude wasn't there, and so and Mando is. Off, in the, off on his own, fighting with the best guard, blade and stuff. And then the four chicks are like, we're going to wreck shop and we're going to do this girl power thing. And you're like, oh, I didn't even realize this girl power. I just saw them as four strong characters. Right. Or three strong characters in the wrestler Absolutely. Girl. Yeah. But-
0: <laughs> but, and, and that's the thing with, with what they did here with, with the Masters of the Universe is it felt really forced. And you could feel that, uh, that LGBTQ agenda really forced. It didn't feel natural. And like – because there's been times where I'm like watching a thing and there's, there's a gay couple on there and it felt like it fit the story. And then there's other times that I'm watching, uh, like, um, for example, Mighty Ducks was a good example, where I'm watching, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, I have two moms, and let me, let me spend three episodes explaining why that's awesome, right? And doesn't feel as natural as, as some of the other stuff where, like, oh, that's the gay couple that, that's there. And, and it feels more like pandering to a particular audience, or even at worst, if they're trying to make it a children's thing, like indoctrination a little bit. Mm. Like, and so that's, that's what I felt like with... Um, with this particular Tila thing, because Tila wasn't Tila. Now, I get that she needs to deal with the fact that she realized... And it's years later. It's years later. She realized that she'd been lied to um, because um, she finds out that Adam was He-Man the whole time. So her best
1: friend and her dad have been lying to her.
0: Exactly. So I get that. So I like the fact that she had written off her dad, and she started calling him Duncan instead of dad, which... Apparently that's his name I didn't know that I don't know if that was ever in the cartoon It was in the cartoon all the I don't, time I don't remember that I always remember him as Man-at-Arms Well, his ma-
1: <laughs> The character was Man-at-Arms on the toy and stuff But his name was Duncan Like Man-at-Arms I guess was like his position isn't that like in That's the, the name show of the that
0: whole, like isn't army that, or whatever. Yeah, but all. isn't
1: that the thing that he's retiring and Tila gets to be man at arms, yeah, woman at she's arms,
0: the captain, and she's in charge of because she was
1: thing. already kind of like captain of the guard or something mm-hmm. before, but now she moved up to her dad's position her, exactly. in the show. Right. But in the old cartoon, they used to call him Duncan all the time. I missed that, and so. he had a mustache in the cartoon, which he didn't have in the toy.
0: Yeah, and then, like, what, that was the other thing. It was like, since it's years later, he has a beard, which is kind of cool. Well, yeah, yeah. I thought he actually looked pretty good, drawn with a beard. I thought that was pretty awesome. Um, but they wrote him out of the story effectively, and I guess it kind of matched his his uh, old school Man Mad-in-Darm style because there's a, there's a point where um, he gets banished from the kingdom. And the king banishes him and says that, you know, you can no longer, you know, um, forge anything and you are no longer mad at arms and you can't defend the kingdom or all that stuff. And so since he's no longer able to do any of those things, he's off and he's taking care of uh, Orko and Roboto. You find him in the future and then uh, Tila comes around she's like we need you to reforge the sword together if we go get you the pieces and he's like no i've i've given up forging and i'm like you've just literally written out man of arms out of the uh, out of the whole storyline by saying he's going to hold to this vow that he gave to the king but i guess that kind of makes sense because he's done stuff like that before like with the whole obviously the keeping he-man secret and then I watched this episode twice now of, called Tila's Quest. Did you ever watch Tila's... Do you remember Tila's Quest, the whole thing where she goes to find out who her mom is? In the old in the, show? In the old show. No, I don't remember that one. Okay, so in the old show, there's, a, there's an episode called Tila's Quest. Are all these Quest.
1: episodes on YouTube?
0: Yeah. Like <laughs> every episode? You need to watch them. <laughs> well, not every episode. There's only 64. There's like 130-something for, for, the for the whole series, right? Probably. I can oh. find out in a second. I am. But there's this one episode called Tila's Quest and the whole point is Tila wants to find out who her parents are and there's this, because um, she knows that she's, she's been adopted and raised by Man-at-Arms and um, there's this whole story where she's like, okay, there's this place that I can go to where this oracle that's there can tell me about my past because he knows, right? So she goes on this quest to go find out all this stuff and you find out that she's ultimately the sorceress's daughter and you don't find out who the dad is but it's not um, Man-at-Arms. But, but she ultimately um, resolves that, you know, he is my father. This is, this is the guy who is my father. 130 this, episodes. 130. That's not bad. That's, not, that's a good guess. So, um, and there's 64 episodes on YouTube for those people who want to go watch, back and watch. But um, she, she discovers all this stuff. But she comes to the resolution, like, this is my dad, and I love him, and he's awesome, and, you know, I'm, this is what... Teela's
1: Quest is a sixth episode. Pretty there early. You,
0: that is pretty early. And, and it's dealing with heavy stuff, which I was actually surprised about, because I don't remember that as a kid. I don't remember this kind of stuff. Um, but that was, that was cool. And, I've, and I wish they would have... They would have incorporated Tila in some kind of way that, okay, so she's dealt with with this kind of stuff. She's dealt with loss before. She's dealt with being lied to before. Um, But they didn't do that. They made her, like, super angsty, and they gave her a new haircut to match the LGBTQ kind of agenda that they're pushing here. And she was always a strong character. Like even in Teela's quest, um, He Man makes a point like, "I know that Teela can take care of herself, but it'll be good for her to have backup. So I'm going to go and help." Right? Mm-hmm. And so that was that was the whole thing.
1: Yeah, I never thought of her as a weak, frail no, woman. She's not,
0: and, and she was never that in the stories. And and to it felt really forced to try to make her anything other than she was. Um, and to try to make her like hate her dad, but they, they did this whole thing where, like, she was calling him Duncan for a while rather than dad in in the story, which was kind of cool, but at the same time, like, like, you're like, okay, you still love this guy because you've dealt with this before. You've known that he's not like your dad dad, but, but you've dealt with this before in your story arc, and, um, since this is supposed to be a continuation, where's all that character development that exists? Mm -hmm. And instead of, like, Having, so the continuation was a cool idea, but then entirely... I don't know if they, this is the appropriate way to use that, but retconning the character, I don't know if that would be considered that particular character being changed completely as a retcon. I don't really know if that would be right. But, but basically rewriting the, the, the emotions of that character was kind of weird. Um, and then what I saw them going for... Oh, but they got to Paternia. That's pretty cool. Like Getting to Paternia where where they actually find Adam... That's pretty cool because in there you find Adam amongst all the other champions, and so you have like um, Hero, you know, like which was one of the toys, and then there's like a Wonder Bread version of yeah. Oh, you found out about yeah, this? Yeah, there's a Wonder Bread version of He Man that's there, and there's like um, the original guy who's who is Gray Skull who's there, um, and I thought that was kind of cool. Um, to have all those kind of other, other champions there. That was kind of a cool nod to some of the really nerdy things that, that people know about that I don't really know about but I found out about um, in the storyline. Uh, and one thing that I thought was really neat there was Adam chose his – what they were calling his lesser form versus He-Man. Because whenever you uh, are in Paternia, you get to choose to either remain at the champion, sh- the, your champion. It's like form. the Matrix when you, Neo looks cool, right? But by choice, right? Yeah. And so that's the idea of of, uh, of Paternia is that you get to choose the form that you are in, and he chose what they all called the lesser form. So I felt like there was a bunch of character development they could do there with Adam, and I thought that that was a, a really cool place to play off of. Um, and then you find out that they're going to come back to Eternia and they have the two swords and it's forged together and they're going to restore the, the, the magic to Eternia and save the universe and all that stuff. Um, and so they get back there and uh adam's going with them i'm like all right great this is great because now adam's gonna show up and we'll have he-man and all this stuff but this is the fifth episode this is the end of like the first half of the season so anyway they get they he decides that he's gonna go back to eternia and you find out that if he dies again that he can't get back to paternia right that's that's the whole deal is that he's gonna return to eternia but he's gonna give up paradise which I also thought was kind of a cool, like, little thing, like, to, to add in there. It doesn't make any sense because, you know, there's no rationale to any of this stuff. Mm-hmm. But he goes, he decides to go back. And then in the midst of saying the power of Gray Skull, and just before he says, I am the power, and turns into He-Man, Skeletor shows up, who has been hidden inside this, this uh, head of orb. the staff the entire time. Staff, yeah. He shows up, and he stabs him. And then he takes the... So sad. And then he takes the um, the sword, and he does, uh, and that's where he figures out. Oh, this is the magic words that I'm supposed to say with the sword in order to get the power. And so he says, uh, "By the power of the Gray Skull, I have the power." And he turns into the this god version, skeleton. super
1: version, Super Shredder.
0: Yeah, basically, yeah, Super Shredder. It, le- yeah, it's legit Super Shredder. If Shredder was Super Shredder was Skeletor. All right.
1: So he becomes Super Shredder Skeletor. Yeah, and that's what it feels, and, and then it's over. And
0: then it's over, right? And so I don't think they killed He Man. And here's here's the thing: is what it looks like now. They're gonna have a um, they're gonna have an Adam there who had selected his lesser form in Praternia because somehow for some reason he rejected He Man in that um, in that eternal form. And now what it looks like is you're gonna have He Man in this new in the second half of the season or whatever. You um, have He-Skeletar and you have Adam Right, you have Adam we can't, Weak man Weak Adam, weak man <laughs> Trying to figure out who he is And wrestle with that Now, I feel like if they had started the series off With that It might have been better Like if they had started the series off And said, okay, we're going to do it So here's He-Man And the sword of power got split So he can no longer turn into He-Man And so now he's stuck as adam and he has to go trying to find the the swords of power even though he has no power and then that could still show Tila as being strong and and all that stuff um without it being extraordinarily forced um i felt like that would have done more for the for the audience than anything else especially if he-man was able to reunite the swords uh, or Adam was able to reunite the swords and become He Man by the end of the by the end of the first half of the season. But starting the first half of the season,
1: saying that this is for, um, He said it's for the <laughs> this fans, is for We're the loving fans. it. It's in the heart, the soul of Masters of the Universe, right? All that stuff. Which and
0: I think he meant, like look at all these nods to the things that are that that He Man people yeah. like. You know, except here's all the toys. for all the
1: parts that it's not
0: right, except for where the crap. Is He Man and Skeletor saying really stupid and witty yeah. things, <laughs> right? And then He Man just dominating. You know where where is that scene? You had one of that in the first episode, which was fantastic. You know, but you don't have that through the rest, and you don't have Adam at all. You don't have He Man at all. It's not He Man and the Master of the Universe. It's legit just the Master of the Universe, or worse. No, it's not even that. It's
1: just Tila. Tila.
0: And the Masters of the if Universe. If they're even
1: in it, because they're barely even <laughs> right. other
0: guys. Because they rode out man-at-arms by saying, like, oh, he... And where's Ram-Man? His... Oh, yeah. Ram-Man wasn't there. Neither was... Oh, what's the other guy? The, the bird guy? Um, um, uh, uh, sword. Stratator. Stra- Stratos. Strat- Stratos. There you go. I know some something weird with the str- Stratos Stratosphere. Stratos and
1: the buzz guy and the fisto guy and well, i don't know those guys there's a bunch of things yeah, there's a bunch of things because toys are because toys are toys and they kept
0: running into that same old theme of like believe in yourself like there's this whole thing where they go to the and oh that was another thing that that i think was fan service was um Scare Glow, uh which was yeah. a toy but never showed up in the show
1: yeah
0: he was there uh which was kind of cool
1: but yeah, so I mean I don't know Once I saw what it was I really didn't like it The fact that it's like 96 on Rotten Tomatoes Is because the all woke right, Critics right. And it's so funny Because I have to look at the two things Because whenever the critics Are like 96% And you're like ooh this must be good And then you see fans 30% and you're right. like "Oh, right. Why do they hate this? You know, it's because it's like we're checking all the woke boxes and the forcedness, and Hollywood loves that. Right. And the fans don't. Right. And it's not that the fans are all... And the thing, too, is you're also supposed to be catering to 40-year-old exactly. man-childs who want to see He-Man.
0: Right. That's what we loved about He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. It was the fact that it was He-Man and the Masters of the Universe.
1: It was a show called He-Man. I want to see He-Man. <laughs> right. Like I said, if I saw Skele- uh she run and start Bo and the dude with the big ears, I would not like it. If right. it was all about Hordak, I would because I loved Hordak. But, <laughs> but just just like you said, Tocito right. Mask the show right would not sell. Would not would I wouldn't would like it either. As a,
0: as a sailor, but moon.
1: it's the thing too. It's like you know, whenever like the and then the thing too with Rotten Tomatoes too. It's like, hey, here's this movie put on by a conservative guy is the uh, you know what it was like a a conservative uh, production company indie film and then the critics give it like a 30 percent but the fans give it an 89 yeah and then there's 12 critics that rated it even so you only have those then they all hate it because because nice. I think it's the guy who did it and then you have like 10,000 fans or something and you're like wow 10,000 votes gave it a 90 percent or an 85. Maybe it's okay or right. I don't know. So then it's like you got to figure out like, oh, this documentary about migrant workers or something and is like, oh, because the subject matter is so important. That's why we rate it so high. And it's like, I don't like that. Right. I don't like that political agendas mean everything. And I yeah. would not like it if it's the
0: other way either. No. And that's the problem. That's when it, that's when it feels like social engineering. And that's what this felt like. This felt more like social engineering than it did like telling the story. Telling the story, and that's my problem. That's that's the way that's um, uh, Mighty Ducks felt to me. There's this news. Really,
1: f- you feel like that with Mighty Ducks?
0: I did. I did feel that with Mighty Ducks. Like I wouldn't have felt that as much if like they didn't really
1: lean into the two moms thing. Honestly, I didn't feel the lean as much as you did. I'd have to watch it again to see it but I remember him being like hey I have two moms and it's like well that makes sense the way this kid is
0: right and that would have made sense but then but then whenever like every single opportunity he had he had to talk about my two moms you know anytime he meant he doesn't just he never mentions a parent individually where the others do they're like oh my mom had done this or my dad had done that but he was always like oh my two moms or oh my two moms and like every single moment he had because
1: they work like a like a, like a team. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, well, they did the same thing in Ridley Jones, which is a new, like, it's basically trying to be a mix between Indiana Jones and the Night at the Museum for Kids. They did the same thing, except so for the mummy there, has two dads, right? But then they really lean into the two dads thing. Oh, it's the best thing ever because now it's twice the dad jokes, right? And so <laughs> – and, and, and it, it doesn't feel natural. It, it's, it feels like indoctrination. Versus, like, this is just a part of, of society that we're living in, and you know, p- families are different. And um, it would be like, let's, let's take the, the idea of, of the gay and lesbian out of it. It would be like if it was an interracial couple, and they kept talking about how, like, oh, because my mom is Asian and my dad is black, we have fried rice and chicken. You know, like it—it it would be like in every episode saying, "Oh, um, oh, it's because my my mom is my, my mom is Asian, my dad is black that, um, you know, I have Kool Aid, and then I have I don't I don't know what's what's something else that we want to pick on Asian culture with, lumpia, right. you know, with you know, and, and soy sauce or, or whatever, you know, something ridiculously over the top like just that. to
1: let everybody know that David is of mixed heritage, so yes, he I can am. make these jokes. <laughs> Yes, I do not like the forcedness and stuff, and like you said, I understand. But then I also don't like the, uh, the you know, the mom's groups of church or something. Oh, to, yeah. No, to- I
0: agree. That's, what, that's my whole uh, big issue with most Christian film is it's over the top, like, uh, beating you with the particular message. You know, um, God's Not Dead is a good example because, like, you have the one storyline that actually sounds pretty decent where you have the kid it's trying... It's pretty good. Right. You have the kid trying to be like, oh, I'm trying to live out my Christian faith in college and it's really difficult because nobody believes in, in, in Jesus or whatever.
1: And I have to prove that he's, like, scientifically, that it works and Right. So we could deal with him in Hercules' class. <laughs> right. But then you have the whole thing where, like, let's let's...
0: Let's kill off Hercules so he has this. This
1: oh, I believe in God now. <laughs> exactly right. And Dean Kane and Dean Cain's this big jerk because his like Latin girlfriend is believes in God and he's exactly like, what are you stupid and and, and it, it feels, was really bad. It was really bad. That's why I hate like Christian movies, right?
0: Because they suck. <laughs> and and it's and it's because they're pushing that forced agenda that that idea like everything we do has to evangelize the people that are watching. Right, and there is there is something to say to evangelization, and even evangelization in film. I think there's good ways to do it. I don't think that most Christian films do it well. Even I, don't, I don't know, I'm gonna get, like from the Catholic audience. I know I'm gonna get a bunch of hate about
1: if they're Paul. still listening after all this
0: Paul the Apostle, right? Did you ever watch
1: Paul the Apostle? Is this a movie? It is a movie. Does it have E. G. Bailey in it, or no? Um, G. W. Bailey in it? Captain Harris from the Police Academy movies.
0: Maybe. I don't know. If All he- right,
1: keep going. Because I saw the fr- – there is a Paul movie that we watched in the young adult group that we watch. It's a longer movie, so we watched half of it. And then – so in a sense, we saw the Saul movie. And he okay. gets knocked off the horse, and it's like – No,
0: blah, this blah, is a different blah, blah.
1: one. And then he's going to become Paul. No. But we didn't get a see- – we never saw the second <laughs> half of the movie. No,
0: this is a different one. So Paul the Apostle of Christ came out. It was done by Oddball um, Films. And the idea is it's Paul imprisoned, right? And Luke is kind of relaying his message back to the Roman church and all that stuff. So you're like, there where he's writing some of his letters is the idea. But the problem is there is no story that happens. It's The whole thing is just sermon after sermon that you're hearing. And they tried to make this weird story of like the Roman church trying to um, maybe break out Paul or may, maybe – um, half of the, the church of Rome wants to try to bring up revolution. The other half of the church that this is not the way or whatever. But that was like – that wasn't even the story. Cause there was like a side thing that they were doing, and it was more about like just trying to preach, right? And so the whole thing felt really preachy without actually having a plot or a story to move, to move the preaching forward. It, was, it just felt really wrong as a film. You contrast that with something like Little Boy. Did you ever see Little Boy? That was fantastic. And that was a Catholic film. And that I would recommend everybody to go and watch because that took place during World War II where this little boy – little boy.
1: Um, his dad – The, t- 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 titular, the yeah. titular little boy.
0: Right. His dad goes off to – he's get drafted in World War II, right? So his dad's not present there. And so this little boy is um, trying to lean into his faith to try to figure out if that can make dad come back. Because he hears this story about how Jesus says that if you have the faith the size of the mustard seed, you can move mountains. And he's like, maybe if I have that kind of faith, I can bring my, my dad back home. That is a beautiful story. And that's done so well with this kid wrestling with his faith at such a young age and and all that stuff. And where he actually tries to bring a mountain forward and stuff like that. And it's just so beautifully done. And the priests there try to walk them through the corporal works of mercy. Fantastic, right? Versus this we're like let's see how much preaching we can get into this and try to push this particular message to get this in there. In order to try to convince people to believe in Jesus and that. That doesn't work because a an atheist isn't going to go watch a movie called Paul the Apostle, right? <laughs> you know, and so you're you're writing a movie to begin with to people who already believe in Jesus. Yeah,
1: you uh, pl- like putting a He-Man in a He-Man movie. Exactly. Exactly. Know your crowd or know your audience.
0: Right. If, you're gonna, if, if that's the audience that you're writing to, write to that audience and help them understand the community a little bit better or give them a little bit something to wrestle with. That's why I love the Chosen film so much because it's about the disciples wrestling with what it's like to be a disciple, right? That's what we do as Christians. But the movie Paul the Apostle, any other Christian film just doesn't do that and that's the same issue with he-man is they they try to force in this indoctrination let's like everything is all about girl power right now we can't have super superheroes who are men because that's misogynistic and it, toxic masculinity, masculinity. and I hate all that. the right and so let's have strong female roles and really force it in there right let's, Yeah. so
1: let's not force that round peg in the square hole Let's do, you know, do She-Ra. She-Ra. Or do or the Tila, Tila show.
0: Tila was strong. There was nothing wrong with I don't, Tila. I
1: also don't like how like they sit there and say, hey, these people are cool. I also don't like how it's like, oh, look, Look at Star Wars and Ray, such a positive role model. And then I sit there, and she's she's there, and I'm like, cool, not like back in the day. And then I look, and I'm like, Princess Leia kicked out. Oh, she's the one she shooting sure the did. hole in the garbage chute. Yep. And, and she's like, come on guys, let's go. Boy, you know. And, <laughs> and then I'm like, oh my goodness. And then I'm thinking, oh my goodness, you know. But what about what about um, Natalie Portman? Oh yeah, if you watch the Phantom Menace, she's out with the guns and shooting up everything and. And taking over the 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 palace with uh, new gunry and stuff, and she's out there. Right. And then in Attack of the Clones, she's out there shooting the gun and out there fighting. And I'm like, this is cool. She's a strong except, woman. And it except, fits. except in Revenge of the Sith, where she yeah, just kind of <laughs> sat around barefoot and pregnant and saying, Annie. And then, what the hell? <laughs> that's yeah. So, but let's not count for of the Sith. That but the has other lots two of problems she, with it. Well, okay, that's <laughs> what that is my favorite prequel. But the other one, she's just like she's just like Ripley out there kicking ass. And Ripley, Ripley, Ripley! is
0: awesome. <laughs> Right, and that also felt natural. That
1: that I never felt like it's forced.
0: No, and and if I'm not mistaken, a lot of the a lot of the He-Man
1: cartoons were actually directed by women, weren't they? I have no idea. Don't <laughs> say that because it's probably not true. But I'll check it.
0: Double check that because I think that that's true because because. Um, because uh, the morning cartoon shows, what was the guy? Lee, Lee Leo? Lee Shimer. Lee, yeah, that's the, his daughter ended up being. Oh, she
1: could have done work with that. Right.
0: She ended up being really big with that stuff. Oh, Lee
1: Shimer was also Orko's voice.
0: Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, and
1: real quick, the St. Paul I was talking about was called St. Paul. It was technically a miniseries, so it's runs at two hours and 50 minutes total, and that's why we never finished it. Oh,
0: that's too long.
1: Yeah, and it's from 2000. so and it probably uh,
0: feels really preachy.
1: I don't know. I thought it was all right. Okay, but, good. I'll have to watch it then. But And then the other thing that I was trying to point out while I'm looking at um, Masters of the Universe was um, the thing I don't like, you know, with our Catholic brethren, is when there's a movie like Beauty and the Beast. And then you find out that LeFou is supposed to be gay. And then but it, that fits. But the thing, too, is it was still hella subtle. Yeah, it was. But the thing I hated is, once you hear it's gay, everybody loses their... <laughs> <laughs> everybody loses their ish, as your wife would say. And goes, I can't let my kids watch this because there's somebody who's gay in it. Right. And there's part of me that's like, okay, I understand. You don't want to indoctrinate your kids to think that everybody's gay. Or you don't want to force gay down their throat. But I also... Think it's stupid to hide it, right? Because there are gay people in the what I'm saying is, I think it's dumb for us if we're super duper conservative and being like, there's gonna be gayness in this movie, right? We have to shield our children's eyes from this because there's more g- real life gay <laughs> gayness, something wrong when you say like that out there. What? You're going to find out that your kid's going to be like, what do you mean you have two moms?
0: Yeah, right. Right. And Or
1: I don't know how many people I know or relate with or friends with or whatnot. So it's like, you know, now thinking back, you know, even as a kid in the 80s, you know, I don't know how many of my dad and mom's friends were gay. And you find out about them. And, you know, unfortunately... In the 80s, you know, most of them died young because of HIV and stuff, but, you know, there were a lot of those guys, they found out, oh, that guy was in a drag show, that's why he had all those women clothes in this closet, or something like that, and it's like, yeah, that's just what it is, and now it's even more open, and out there, and real right. life, so for me to sit there and hide that from my kids, so that when they're seven, they find this out, and like, what?
0: I know, right. Oh,
1: there's a funny one, too. We were watching a House Hunters show or something Uh-huh. that, well, it was on. Lisa would just kind of left it on. And there was a gay couple buying a house. And Robert sees it, and he sees two guys there. He goes, why is there two dads? There were no kids, <laughs> and there were two guys. But he didn't say, why are these two dudes hanging out like Neil and David or two friends? He didn't see that. He knew they were together. <laughs> Somehow he pieced it together in his brain. That's funny. These are two guys; they're together, but why is that? And I was like, "How did you know they were together? Like, he must have just picked up the vibe that they're a couple, right?" I was I was a little impressed with that, right? And it's the same thing,
0: like with with some of the other shows, because like obviously if that's if that's their orientation when coming onto the show. Then it feels more natural. There's a show called. Um, Opposed to Tila, who becomes right, right, yeah. Tila doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, there's a show. Uh, what is it called? Nail it. Have you ever watched Nail it? It's a is bake. It the cake show. The cake show, which they have gay contestants all the time because of the nature of the show it's about baking and all these all these things.
1: Hey, Lise.
0: Oh, look at that smile. That's Mama, huh?
1: Mama's home, and I have pizza.
0: Yep, everything's good. Everything's good with the world. But those those always felt um, natural because it is the natural environment, right? It was like it would be weird if there wasn't a gay couple that showed up on that show every now and again, right? Which show? Uh, nailed it. Oh, nailed. it. Or Sorry, any yeah. of these other any of these other things, right? And and because that is it is a reality of life. The 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 thing that gets weird is is like what they did with He Man or uh, where they where they just try to really force this writing in where it doesn't actually work and that's where it feels like those christian films where they're trying to evangelize people but here they're just trying to indoctrinate people and say like oh this this is the this is what it means to be um to be american or to be uh, a a citizen here is you need to uh, agree and line up with all of this stuff um or else you need to agree that men aren't heroes or can't be can't be heroes in the way that they used to be. Uh, and you need to line up with all this stuff or else you don't fit. you know and that's that to me seems seems wrong. there's something wrong that's there, you know So
1: I don't know. we didn't really talk about much on this episode. Talked a lot about He-Man. You might want to chop these up into two pieces. Oh, these will be two different parts. So we'll have one episode that's going to be like our
0: vacations and things like that, depending on how much I can get out of that. And then Or the other... maybe
1: put a He-Man episode... First? Send that out now, because He-Man's new.
0: And that is true. That's a good point.
1: And say, I'm sorry, this is way too much He-Man. And then... Is there is there such a thing? For other people. <laughs> for Terry Love, maybe. <laughs> But then the second one, we might have another episode where we put the vacations on. Right. It.
0: Right. That'd be good. That'd be good. I do like I do like splitting up these episodes. So if
1: the vacations is only like fifteen minutes of real stuff, we could do an episode where we talk about church things. Yeah. And throw that on the front of that and then we don't have to do a hey where are we are at. Yeah.
0: So there is a bunch of church stickers that I want to talk about. A, I've been mulling over this whole thing about love and sacrifice for months now. That yeah, I, that I no, want to. Jesus I, I, sounds like he would say that. Yeah, he
1: told us to love each other exactly, and, and sacrifice is tied to
0: that. And, and um, the the idea of the four loves. I think it'd I be,
1: sacrifice all the time for love. I know. I um, love Lisa, especially and I Carrie Love. Um, Carrie Love gets all <laughs> the sacrificing. Uh, and then,
0: like, I want to wrestle with the, uh, I want to I talk about, like, Catholic pet, pee- pet peeves that we have, uh, or things that, that people say about the church that that rub us the wrong way. I think that'd be great, uh, to do. So you can hear it? Well, real quick. Yeah.
1: All right, um, funny thing with Lou Scheimer. Oh, yeah. He did the voice of Orgo. Uh-huh. He also did the voice of Batmite in the 70s for the Batman cartoon. Nice. But, um... He's the guy who ran the production company for Filmation. And so he's the boss and does the goofy character voices. And, but what everybody, I've heard a lot of people joke about is um, with the morals at the end. Yes. So it's Filmation. Here's a cartoon. And remember to be good and (laughs) drink your milk and eat your vegetables and obey the laws and listen to your (laughs) parents and blah, blah, blah. And... But he only got kind of where he was by being devious. Because oh, I don't
0: know anything about his personal life. No, no, no. Oh.
1: Here's the story. It's not that bad, but it's a big <laughs> lot. So he's got a small production company. And he wants to get the rights to the DC characters. Because if you, oh, on HBO Max, you can find the old Aquaman cartoons. Okay, and there was the Aquaman Superman hour or something like that. So if you find these old Aquaman cartoons, it's like a half hour with two Aquaman shorts and then a mixture in the middle with Green Lantern, Hawkman, Flash, the Justice League, or the Teen Titans, something like that. They're all from the late 60s, and they're all kind of fun. They're super old, and it's kind of the way comic books were at the time. But to get the rights to do that, he had to get... Every cousin and friend and whoever to come to the office and sit at typewriters and sit in cubicles to look like, hey, look at our big production oh, that's company. That's funny.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, sorry. Hey, Joe, go send those papers to you know in the new york office and blah 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 and then he has to go (laughs) and do that stuff so when the dc guys came in they're like this is a
0: real production this is a big deal he's really got
1: like eight people working there so he's got everybody and his mother sit there and he fooled them with this or something so they gave him the rights but the aquaman cartoon was good it was good for you know the 60s and stuff right yeah but filmation had a lot of cool stuff they had the original ghostbuster thing with the Two Guys in the Monkey Did I tell you about that too? Or, two Guys and the Monkey Oh no Oh Oh I was telling Jason about this okay. I was talking to my cousin Jason About the same things about The Force Girl Power Right And the Mandalorian uh-huh. Today But In the 70s There was a show called Ghostbusters And it starred Uh Two Guys from F Troop Which was an old show from the 60s Okay Uh Forest something Whitaker Nah I know I knew you were going to say that <laughs> It's Larry Scorch and Forrest Tucker, oh, yeah. who were old guys, and another dude in a monkey costume. And they went, and Forrest Tucker wore like a weird hat and stuff, and then Larry Scorch wore like a zoot suit. And then some dude wore a monkey costume, and then they go, it was a live action show, and they go and go bust ghosts. And it was called Ghostbusters. Nice. And it only had 13 episodes or something, and it was made by Filmation, the cartoon company, but they did some live action. <laughs> and um then later 1984 you get the movie Ghostbusters yeah. with Peter Venkman and everybody <clears throat> so like later they're like oh we're going to do a cartoon called Ghostbusters based on the show and then filmation's like wait well, you can't do a cartoon called Ghostbusters we already got a show called Ghostbusters or there's a whole deal with the fact that Ghostbusters name was copywritten or borrowed or whatever and then, so Filmation said we're going to make a Ghostbusters cartoon. So if you ever look back, or I don't know if you remember. In the eighties, there was another Ghostbusters cartoon, and it was supposed to be a continuation of that live-action one. So it's supposed to be the two kid, the children of the guys from the seventies, and the gorilla. That's super funny. Fighting ghosts.
0: But it had nothing to do with the Peter Venkman. No. That's super funny.
1: Because they own the rights to the Ghostbusters (laughs) name. So it was a blonde dude and a a pudgy brown-haired guy and a cartoon gorilla. Well, they were all cartoons. And, you know, a a gorilla and an anthropomorphic gorilla. Who wore like a safari hat and shorts and boots or something. And they got into this old jalopy that had a ghost face that also could talk and transform into a plane or whatever. And then they'd fight all these bad guy ghosts. And that was the deal. And it was called Ghostbusters. And they were able to do that. And Filmation made that show to kind of capitalize on the movie Ghostbusters. Makes sense. So it continued off their old Ghostbusters and then into this Ghostbusters. So and that's why if you watch the cartoon based on the Ghostbusters movie, it's called the Real Ghostbusters. Oh,
0: that's right. It was called the Real Ghostbusters. And the I reason, totally didn't catch that. I didn't.
1: Well, you might not have known if you right. watched it, especially because you probably watched it more in a in a, in a rerun kind of situation. Right. So it was trying to say these aren't the real Ghostbusters. We're the real <laughs> Ghostbusters, even though technically they're the real Ghostbusters because they were from the seventies. You stole on a, the name, and you stole or. Used it. I don't know if it was a legal th- correct thing or whatever. Right. So they did that whole thing. And if you ever watched Ghostbusters 2,
0: I love Ghostbusters 2 probably more than I should.
1: Probably. When <laughs> Winston and Ray. I go, like
0: the painting thing. I think that was a great idea.
1: I like those pictures where people have that painting over their baby's crib. Oh, I've never seen that. Because Oscars, like the little baby. Yeah. But I also saw one the other day where it's Vigo the Carpathian. And the Goblin King from Labyrinth, who oh, stole a baby, nice. over the little baby That's crib, because funny. it's like, oh, that poor baby. <laughs>
0: this could only end in tears. Yes, exactly.
1: <laughs> He's beagle Carpathian. Yeah. So, um, so, in Ghostbusters 2... There's the part where Ray and Winston go to a birthday party because they're washed up. And they're like, hey, kids. And there's something strange in the neighborhood. And then one kid's like, I thought it was going to be (laughs) He-Man. Oh, that's right. Which is funny because in 1989, nobody cared about He-Man by then. And then when they go, who are you going to call? He-Man, He-Man, (laughs) He-Man. Which was kind of funny because that's... That was, I heard, was supposed to be an inside joke like, Filmation, you made He-Man, and you made the old Ghostbusters, so we're going to do a little shout-out of our rivalry That's super. Funny. and put a He-Man joke into our movie. That's smart. I, didn't, so, I never caught
0: that, but yeah. I and now I'm scene. seeing
1: a meme of those two kids at the birthday party going, I thought it was supposed to be He-Man <laughs> for the new He-Man <laughs> show.
0: Right. Oh, Actually, when I funny. shared with you...
1: Yeah. And they're like, here's the Tila show. I thought it was supposed to be (laughs) He-Man. All right, everybody. um, Hit us up on your Instas and maybe Facebook. And sorry if we went too long on He-Man and not enough on um, Catholicism. But we got more stuff coming up. David says he's got all these ideas. And... um, now we got a new setup, so we could take callers. I know, isn't that cool? So if you want to call in, write to David and tell him that you want to call in or something, and hit us up on the the the, 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 the wikis. No, not the wikis. No, the, ins- the, the insta so. or whatever, and let us know if you want to call in, or we'll have guests call in. And also, uh, what else? Um, and in September we'll be at the Diocesan Conference. Yep. And so we'll have at least thirty-five hours worth of inf- of. Uh,
0: I know we got thirty-three hours of content right now with, with what we
1: got here. Yeah, but we'll we'll print this out and ship it. Yeah, all right. But, Thirteen seconds. You oh, go. Thirteen seconds. I gotta hit the post. Uh, among wolves, everybody who's the in the flock, I love you and um, amen and God bless. Hey, hey, hey.